What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. I'll be your host, Zach Clinton. As always, I hope and pray you guys had a blessed weekend. You're having a great start to your week. But if you haven't, then I believe you are in the right place. And my prayer is that you would find some hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through today's conversation. That being said, today, we are so blessed to be joined by a man of great wisdom, a man who is spirit-led, and in my opinion, a man who is one of the most effective and gifted communicators and encouragers I've had the opportunity of knowing. Joining us today is best-selling author and lead pastor of Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida, Pastor Tim Timberlake. You guys, you're going to want to stick around to hear an incredible conversation about how we can prioritize soul care and maintain spiritual rhythms and steward our souls well. But before I share with you guys a little bit more about Pastor Tim, I wanted to remind our listeners that one of our sponsors for the podcast is our Night Men's Ministry, where our goal and mission is to help strengthen this generation of men, young and old, to step up into this moment for such a time as this through deepening their relationship with our one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. We love helping men align their everyday passions with God's eternal purpose for their lives. And as I talk about Ignite, I, I want to make all of you men and out there listening today, or all of you ladies who maybe have a special man in your life, let you guys know that that our upcoming Ignite Men's Impact Weekend happening on March 8th and 9th at Thomas Row Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. You guys, it's shaping up to be one of, if not our best events to date. I'm telling you, the lineup is crazy. Not only will we have Pastor Tim Timberlake there, who will be able to share and bring us a fresh word and powerful word from the Lord, but our other plenary speakers will include the one and only Tim Tebow, renowned preacher and teacher from Life Church, Craig Rochelle, NFL legend and Hall of Fame safety from the Philadelphia Eagles and Denver Broncos, Brian Dawkins, renowned motivational speaker and author Mr. Richard Yergin, and arguably the greatest motivational speaker on the planet, the hip-hop preacher himself, Mr. Eric Thomas. Then on Friday night, we'll actually be led in a special concert and night of worship by one of my favorite bands, Shane and Shane. With those plenary sessions, we'll as always be having our famous workshops, where you can come and learn from the experts in the world of hunting, fishing, all things outdoors, all things sports, becoming a man after God's own heart, learning how to invest more into your marriage and love your bride like Christ loves the church, becoming more emotionally connected to your kids, and so many more. You guys, it's a weekend where the boys come together and grow in their relationship with God and in community with one another. Let me tell you, every year God shows up in a powerful way that always leaves me speechless, and I just cannot wait to see what God is going to do this year as well. The tickets are selling fast. We're for sure going to have a sellout crowd. Let me tell you, as the host and president of the event in our men's ministry at Ignite, I personally would love to see you or the special man in your life there at Thomas Row Baptist Church on March 8th and 9th. I promise it will be a weekend that you will never forget. To find out more, sign up today and to purchase your ticket, be sure to visit our website at ignitemen.net. Again, that's ignitemen.net. 
Now to get back to today's conversation, again, our guest for today is a man that I'm truly blessed to know as he has inspired me, challenged me, motivated me, and helped deepen my faith in more ways than he could ever even know. Tim Timberlake serves as the senior pastor of Celebration Church. He's a graduate of the Pistis School of Ministry in Detroit, Michigan. Pastor Tim is a gifted communicator and teacher who has the ability to communicate to people from all walks of life. His sense of humor combined with his in-depth Bible teaching gives the listener and reader the tools to transform their lives from the inside out. He takes pleasure in the small things, is an avid sports fan, and a popular thought leader. Pastor Tim resides in Jacksonville, Florida with his wife, Jen, and son, Maxwell. The Timberlakes feel most alive when they are pouring back into others, and they seek to glorify God through their lives and family. My friends, my prayer is that you would be hungry and expectant for all that the Lord has prepared for you to receive throughout our conversation today. So with that being said, let's welcome our guest, best-selling author and senior pastor of Celebration Church in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida, Pastor Tim Timberlake. Pastor Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Man, Zach, it's always an honor and a privilege when we get a chance to spend some time together and just talk through some things, man, that I think people are really going through and dealing with and and try to provide uh, some godly wisdom and some sound solutions to it, man. So thank you for having me on the podcast. Pastor Tim, you are truly a blessing. And when I think of somebody that is attuned to the Spirit, that just wants to walk step by step, stride with stride with them, it, I think of you. You have oh, really man. been able to impact my life and influence me in a positive way um, in the past several years. And it's been a joy getting to know you and seeing your heart away from the stage as well. You're the same person. You're consistent. I appreciate that about you. That being said, you know, we're here at our AACC yeah. No Hope, K-N-O-W Hope World Conference here yeah. at the beautiful Gaylord Opryland Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Opening night coming up. You're yeah. our opening keynote, sir. We put you there for a reason. You're a heavy hitter, one of the most influential communicators I've heard, like I said. But, sir, I got to ask up front, mm-hmm. could you just give us a little tidbit yeah. of what God has placed on your heart to share with our entire 7,000 sold-out crowd? Absolutely. I'll, I'll try to kind of unpack uh, a little bit without spilling all of the details, but I I was praying for our time together, and uh, God just really began to stir my spirit about the well-being of our souls, Mm -hmm. and as therapists, counselors, uh, psychiatrists, people that constantly help other people and hear other people's problems, sometimes we leave those moments with our souls empty. And so how we can steward our souls and how we can maintain uh, a good spiritual rhythm and health uh, for the seasons that we may find ourselves in, I think it's very important. There's something I've been researching and studying called Baker Syndrome. And Baker Syndrome uh, is the story of the baker who was so consumed and concerned with everyone else getting their bread and their pastries that he forgot to eat. And so he ended up starving because he was so consumed with making sure other people got fed. And as we are in this incredible time together, I believe some of our therapists and counselors are in that particular place. We are so consumed with making sure that other people get the wisdom, the knowledge, the tools to continue to fight mentally, that we forget to maintain our souls at the highest level. And so tonight, I'm just coming with a reminder of why God has placed us in the positions that he's placed us in, 
And, uh, you know, when you get on the airplane and they tell you in case of emergencies, Mm -hmm. make sure you put your mask on first before you put your mask on your child. And tonight I'm just going to remind people, hey, put your spiritual mask on. Consume what the Holy Spirit is breathing into your nostrils so that you can continue to pour. Mm -hmm. I believe one of the most dangerous things is to pour from an empty well. And oftentimes, you know, we find ourselves in that place because we've been pouring, 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 pouring. And so tonight I'm just going to talk about that and, and, uh, you know, give some principles that are applicable as to how we can steward our souls. Mm. You can't give what you don't already have, right. right? And so many people, like you said, they show up with an empty cup and they're given scraps rather than filling that cup and giving people the spillover effect. That's right. That's the prayer, right, is that we'd be able to do those things. Yeah. Because... Life is hard. It is. Pastor Tim. It is. It can be really difficult. It is. And I think a lot of us, uh, we kind of go into this life with this idea that we can try to outrun Mm -hmm. the pain and the inevitable difficulties and trials we may find ourselves in, rather than developing the necessary skills and the tools like you're talking about to not outrun the pain, but to outlast the pain. That's right. You wrote a book recently called The Art of Overcoming, Letting God Turn Your Endings into Beginnings. Mm -hmm. I've had you on the podcast where you kind of unpacked that book, but I'm interested, could you just share with us some practical things up front about how you have been able to really find peace and comfort in the Lord and find joy in the midst of trial and suffering? Absolutely. I think the first thing that we have to do, Zach, is really deal with the contradiction Mm -hmm. of what we expect and what reality is. Because sometimes what we expect and our realities, they contradict themselves. And if we're not careful, we find ourselves in a place where we lose hope because we had faith in something instead of faith in someone. Mm. And so once we deal with that contradiction, it allows us to then take the next step of confrontation. And that's really addressing um, the things that we may have lost, the disappointments, the frustrations, the setbacks, uh, the failed expectations, and um, really trust God with our future and destiny again and from confrontation you know we have commemoration and um, you know in this commemoration it's honoring uh, what was so that we could step into what is and uh, for a long time man I had what I call destination addiction and that was I thought to myself I would be happy anywhere other than where I was I'll be happy when I get these things. I'll be happy when I get to this place. And I I can remember being 22, 23 as a pastor and thinking to myself, man, if I can just get the church to this place, I'll be happier. Mm -hmm. And the church got to that place. And I found myself really not happy. And my eyes were focused and fixed somewhere else. And one day I was praying, man, the Holy Spirit just said, hey, it's not about going to your next. It's about enjoying your now. And when I heard that, man, I just had to take moments just to pause and look up and say, okay, all of these things have happened because of God's faithfulness, not because of my gifts, not because of my talents, not because of my grace, not because of my abilities, only because of the grace of God. And so every day I have to practice gratitude. Here's why. The grateful cannot fail, but the ungrateful cannot succeed. In any area in my life that I operate from a place of, uh, you know, ungratitude and and, and just a a place where I'm not really allowing the Spirit of God to lead is a prophecy to me that it won't be in my future. Mm. 
And so really taking that time to honor what was and uh, no matter what the loss was, you know, because oftentimes we put such emphasis on the people that we lose. We have celebration services. We have funerals. We have all these things to honor the life, not the birth, not even the death, but the life that they live, the dash in between. And we don't do that for the disappointments or the things that we want stewarded that we no longer do or the seasons that were great that have now passed or the relationships that have failed. We don't take time to really sit back and say, OK, God, thank you for those moments. Mm-hmm. And I found, Zach, in my life that anything that I don't um, process and allow to heal will reappear in an unhealthy way in the next season of my life. And so just taking time to really commemorate that. And then the last part is closure. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing God to bring closure to certain seasons and situations. And uh, only He can bring about healing. You know, there's this notion that time heals all. It does not. Time does not heal all. But God and time heals all. And when we trust Him uh, with these things and we trust Him with our life, uh, he is the only one that can take those things and make them better. And so, you know, that's what I've learned and uh, aspired to put that in the book, The Art yeah. of Overcoming. And, and uh, you know, my prayer is that as people read it, uh, that they feel like value has been added to their life. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, it helps them take that next step. Let me tell you this. I've read the book, and value was added to my life. Oh, thank you, man. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it thank gave you. me such practical principles that I could begin applying, mm. and especially in difficult seasons in mm. my life. And I love what you just shared. It's not about going to the next, right? It's about enjoying the now. Yeah. Because oftentimes, the future, although it's great, it's fun to plan for, it can be so distracting. Absolutely. My dad always reminds me, he always says this, don't miss your moments, yeah. Zach. Don't miss your moments, right? Focus where your feet are, <laughs> and that act of gratitude Sometimes when we're in the midst of pain, we lose sight of that. Absolutely. There's a C.S. Lewis quote that reads, we're not necessarily doubting that God will do the best for us, right? We're just wondering how painful the best will turn out to be. Yeah, man. And, dude, that is such a powerful quote because I think about all the times we get so disappointed, so discouraged, Mm -hmm. so distracted by maybe the challenge or the waiting season we find ourselves in that we forget the good that pain can produce. That's right. Pastor Tim, what are some of the benefits that you've seen suffering bring in your own personal life, but also alongside of all of those that you have the opportunity of shepherding? Yeah, I think if we look at our life circumstances as, um, you know, an analogy for uh, a spiritual weight room, really, in order to get stronger, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to understand the importance of resistance and pain and suffering. That's right. It's resistance. Exactly right. And the second thing that we have to understand is receptiveness. You know, our bodies, in order to get stronger, we have to receive the right nutrients, the right diet, the right hydration. And our spirit and our soul is the same way. We have to understand what it is to go through resistance. That's how we get stronger. But if we just maintain resistance without receptiveness, receiving the right spiritual food and the right spiritual ingredients, then eventually our souls and our spirits will get tired. And so I think when we you know, prioritize those two things, it helps to develop uh, a resilience on the inside of us. And, you know, the scripture, it says, you know, the race is not given to the swift. Uh, It's given to the one that endures to the end. You know what I'm saying? When you think about that, that endurance, it's not a glamorous word. It's not popular. It's not pretty. 
but boy, does it reward you when yeah. you get across the finish line of whatever season you may be going through. And it's the one who endures that gets the reward. It's the one that endures that gets the medal. It's the one that endures that gets crowned with those things that they've been working hard for. And so I think it's the same way, you know, with our spirit and our soul. Uh, this race that we're in, this life that we have an opportunity to live, it's not given to the one that finishes the quickest. It's given to the one that looks at the test, that looks at the trials, that looks at the tribulations, the seasons, the situations, and says, okay, God, I believe all things are possible to those that believe. And when we can hold on to our belief, man, it gives us sustaining power to endure. And, uh, one of the ways I know that I've spent ample time in the presence of God is when the little things no longer distract me. Wow. One of the fruits of that is long suffering. And I, I was praying, man, probably four weeks ago now, and God just dropped this bomb on me. He said, you can't do big things if you're distracted by small things. Yeah. You know, and so when we are constantly distracted by the small things it disables us from being able to walk out these big things that god desires for us to do and so i would just encourage our listeners just take the time to slow down it's not about how fast it's about how you endure and the pace that you keep in the race of grace that will tell what it is that's important to you and who it is that's backing you Probably the greatest definition I've heard of the word endurance mm. is to suffer through patiently. Yeah. Right? It's this idea, like you said, that you have your eyes transfixed on something above, something beyond, where it's like this pain is producing something good within me. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, consider it pure joy, my That's brothers right. and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces That's perseverance. Right. Right? That's right. So it's being able to understand it's not finding joy because it's hard yeah it's understanding that that hard can produce something that can produce then the joy within us if we allow god to let it past tim as you brought up the word resilience mm-hmm. and i think that really kind of goes into this idea of overcoming i've always heard it said that resilience is twofold mm-hmm. it's internal yeah but it's external yeah. internal it's a mindset it's a recovery process it can become almost a learned ability a part of our mm-hmm. dna who we are but on the external side right we can understand then that hope is a person that's right and when god is in our midst when we understand that his presence yeah. is there in the yeah. midst of our pain it yeah. changes our it perspective does. it changes things in what ways does knowing that God is who he says he is in what ways does knowing that he doesn't promise the absence of pain but he mm-hmm. promises his presence in the midst of our pain how does that change things mentally for us yeah I think one of the greatest indicators is the joy that we have going through those things yeah. right so happiness revolves around the happenings of my life mm-hmm. happiness fluctuates if something great happens then I'm happy if something doesn't happen great then I'm not happy mm-hmm. but joy is the silver lining it, it's the the spirit of joy is the fuel of the spirit. And so one of the ways that you know um, that you are leaning into that uh, is through joy. Scripture tells us in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy and, and pleasures at his right hand forevermore. And so one of the greatest indicators for me, even in hard times, even in difficult times, that I have spent ample time with God is because of joy. I'm not happy because of what happened. I have joy because I know where my help comes from. That's right. And and so, you know, for our listeners, that's that's very important to um, you know, decipher the difference between 
happiness and joy. Joy is with you regardless of the happenings. It's with you in your mountaintop seasons. It's with you in your valleys. Joy is a sustaining power that will push you forward when happiness cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that that for me is is one of those indicators that I, I really use um, in moments of struggle, in moments of, um, you know, difficulties. Uh, when you're working out, they call it a sweet burn. Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? No, it does not feel good. But the reason they say that is because that pain is producing something. It's producing power. And in life, pain has the ability to produce power if we stay under the weight of resistance long enough. And we need that pain, yeah. like you're saying, to be able to progress yep. and to experience the growth mm-hmm. that we're ultimately looking for. Absolutely. Pastor Tim, you're the lead pastor at Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity of walking alongside of countless individuals mm-hmm. in, pu- in your pews every day, but also just in daily life outside of the church as well. Athletes, different people, you're a man of sage advice and great wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, as you lead, what are some of the characteristics of a leader that really stick out to you to be able to push people toward the heart of God, even in the midst of challenging times? Yeah, I think one of the greatest uh, um, and most depressing words in the dictionary is almost. Mm. Almost implies that you are very close to accomplishing what you desired to accomplish, but you didn't quite make it. So I believe a, a great leader has the ability to push people beyond almost and into their God-given potential. And so um, my desire isn't for people to recognize how great of a leader I am. My desire is to raise up great leaders around me. And that's what legacy is to me. Legacy isn't what I leave for people. Legacy is what I leave in people. Mm. And if what I have is not left in the people around me and left in the generation coming behind me, then I have failed as a leader. And so that, to me, is leadership in its purest essence, is um, your ability to give back to other people, pour into people, uh, invest your life into people, and uh, watch what God has done in you multiply. That's my greatest desire. That's my greatest, that's my greatest gift and joy, is to see something that God has given me invest it into the life of someone else and they take it and they multiply it. That to me is leadership. That's what Jesus did for us. He sold his life so that others could have a life in eternity. And that to me is the greatest form of leadership. That's so good. Legacy is not what you leave behind for people. It's what you leave behind in people. I'm Zach Clinton here on our AACC Built Different podcast with Pastor Tim Timberlake, who will be kicking us off this evening at our 2023 AACC No Hope, K-N-O-W Hope World Conference here in Nashville, Tennessee. Pastor Tim, as we spoke on earlier, you're going to be addressing a lot of people helpers, Mm -hmm. people that really shepherd, that steward the giftings and the potential of others that are maybe walking through some of the deepest and darkest kind of trials that they've ever had to face or endure. Mm -hmm. But it's a ministry, yeah. what they get to do, right? I believe that God loves to use people through which he channels his messages of hope, encouragement, and motivation to a broken and hurting world. Can you speak to, just for a second, to the counselor, maybe the pastor, maybe the psychologist that's watching yeah. this episode right now, as to the significance of the ministry that God has called them to for such a time as this? Yeah, as, as we look at what's happening in our world right now, mm-hmm. mental health uh, crisis is at an all-time high. Yep. Um, you know, barring 
the return of Jesus, it will continue to spiral. Um, And so our audience that uh, we have here at this incredible conference and those that are watching and listening online are the frontline responders to this um, you know, crisis. And, and so I, I think that when we understand the significance of the assignment God has placed us on uh, and really the position God has placed us in, um, then we have to start to really make sure that we are taking care of our own soul and our own mental health so that we can continue to pour back into other people. You know, we don't want to be the doctors that are in the, you know, cancer ward telling the patients, hey, you got to stop doing these things and then on their break go outside and smoke a cigarette. You know, we don't want to be the people that are are knowledgeable and have the wisdom and have the understanding to help someone else but don't implement those things for our own self. And so, you know, making sure that our family that that are in this, um, you know, incredible space and this calling um, take the time to steward the grace and the anointing because they're so needed. My father told me something that stuck with me. And he, he told me, Zach, he said, never do anything that would compromise the anointing on your life. Wow. And for our listeners, I would encourage the same thing. You're so needed in this season. And the demand on your life is great. The poor that you have to continue to empty yourself of every single day is significant. It's great. And I would just encourage you, don't do anything to compromise the assignment God has given you. Stay on the path that God has charted for you. And I know what you do oftentimes goes unrewarded. It goes often unseen. But I'm telling you, heaven smiles when someone else gets healed and whole from some of the mental battles and oppression and depression that they've been struggling with. So keep going. And uh, we, we here are, are rooting you on, and we believe that your best days are still yet to come. Amen, Pastor Tim. And I believe that's why this event is so special yeah. and it's so needed mm-hmm. during this time because it's an opportunity for all of us to come together, mm. to get educated, to get equipped, and to be encouraged for the road ahead. We call that people fuel, yeah. right? We need other people in our lives, in our circles that are pouring into and investing in us mm-hmm. throughout time. Speak to the significance for a second of just relationships and having the right people in your circle that can keep pushing you and propelling you maybe out of your pit and into the purpose God's called you to. Oh man, you're digging in a little bit of my message tonight, but <laughs> I, I think relationships are the currency of life. Mm-hmm. And um, most people don't understand the significance of genuine relationships. And relationships shouldn't be transactional. It shouldn't be, I'll do this for you if you do this for me. It's not that. Relationships go much deeper than that. Relationships take us a step further into sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice these things for the betterment of your life, just as you're willing to sacrifice those things for the betterment of my life. And when we understand how powerful relationships should be, can be, and would be with the help of Jesus Christ, uh, it helps to pull us out of uh, you know the prisons and the pits that we may find ourselves in as people helpers as people that walk with people if you remember um, in joseph it it wasn 't his um, you know giftings and his grace uh, that got him locked up in prison. Mm-hmm. It was a relationship, yep. but it was a relationship that also got him out that 's right remember he tells uh, the butler and the baker, if you get opportunity. Don't forget about me. That's right. Right? 
his gift put him in proximity of the relationships, but it was relationships, his genuine friendships with these people that brought him back to their memory when they found themselves in a position with someone that could change the trajectory of his life. And so you never know what relationship can change the trajectory of your life or pull you out of a pit when you need it to. Mm, So good, because that's exactly what I think of when I think of a pit, right? It's being able to have somebody there that's constantly reaching down. I I can picture um, just this image that when I was going through a difficult season in my life, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in a pit. Mm -hmm. I came across this image of Christ, and it was Jesus reaching into the water. Mm -hmm. You may have seen it. It's a very infamous picture. But when I saw that, it reminded me that no matter how far I've gone, no matter how disappointed, how discouraged I may feel, that I'm never out of his reach, Mm -hmm. right? He can always pull me right back out if I so choose just to reach back up and to, in a sense, welcome his warm embrace. That's who our God is. He's constantly pursuing us. He's leaving the 99 to pursue that one. Maybe somebody is that one right now listening into this conversation, Pastor Tim. You know how we always love to end our conversations together. It's just by leaving you with the opportunity to share a pressing word that God has placed on your heart for such a time as this to that person. Absolutely. I I would encourage that person that is listening and that is really at a a breaking point, a fork in the road. You have decisions that you have to make um, that you think are tough and difficult decisions because you have found yourself with no answers. And I would encourage you um, to wait on the Lord. Mm and be of good courage. And, uh, you know, when we read that, and God emphasizes the importance of waiting, and uh, he emphasizes the importance of patience, he emphasizes the importance of not making a move without him. And I would encourage our listeners to do the same thing. Sometimes we have all the answers, but the answers that we have aren't the ones that God desires. And so we have to return to God. And the way that we do that is by resubmitting our heart to the Lord. When we return, we remember. Mm-hmm. We remember the the past difficulties that he's got us over and out of and through. We remember the past hurdles that he's given us the strength to jump over. We remember how faithful he has been. And when we bring ourselves to that place of remembrance, it fuels our faith to continue a little bit longer, to go a little bit further, to run a little bit faster, and for the listener that feels like this is it, I'm at my, my, uh, my end of the road, I, I would just encourage you, what looks like a dead end is just a detour of direction of God giving you another opportunity to resubmit your heart and your destiny to him. And so one of the things that I've learned is if every door has closed, Zach, then I'm going to praise God in the hallway so good. until he opens a new door. And so no matter what season you find yourself in, listening to this, watching this, praise God. Praise God. That's so praise good. God. To all of the listeners and viewers out there, you heard it here from Pastor Tim. When you return, you remember. That's right. So let's return back to the heart of God. No matter what season, no matter what difficulty, challenge, adversity is coming your way, a waiting season, return to the heart of God in this moment. Pastor Tim, where can our listeners and viewers go to find out more about you, maybe hear your sermons, get mm-hmm. your book, The Art of Overcoming? Where can they find all those things? You can go to timtimberlake.tv. It's a one-stop shop for everything from messages to books to resources, uh, even where I'll be. And so if you go there, you'll be able to connect 
cell phone number is up there. I love to connect with people that want to connect with me. I'm very relational. Um, and uh, you'll find all of the information there, timtimberlake.tv. I challenge all of our listeners and viewers, please go to timtimberlake.tv because he has so many incredible resources. My friend, you're a game changer, uh, you're a life you, changer, you're a world changer. I really, truly believe that. Thank you, you um, for your time and your willingness. And from behalf of all of us here at the American Association of Christian Counselors, we cannot wait for tonight. We cannot wait for what God is going to do in and through you and in through your message and in and through your ministry. We love you, my friend. Zach, you're the man. I love you too, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, my friends, as we close and continually chase after and pursue the different callings, dreams, and aspirations that are on our hearts and minds in 2024, I would encourage you to remember the words of Pastor Tim Timberlake and really the heart of our conversation today as we were prioritizing soul care, maintaining these spiritual rhythms, and stewarding our souls well. My friends, you can't give what you do not already have. Some of you are living life with an empty cup, and you're unfortunately giving yourself and others your scraps when you were made to offer your spillover. You may be really good at a lot of things, except for relaxation. I wanted to bring up something that I came across a few years back as I was reading Harvard Business Review's Top 10 Must Reads on Mental Toughness. It was fascinating. They were actually talking about the ideal performance state. I want to read to you just a paragraph um, from this book, and then we'll unpack it for a second. It says, extensive research in sports science has confirmed that the capacity to mobilize energy on demand is the foundation of the ideal performance state. Our own work has demonstrated that effective energy management has two key components. The first is the rhythmic movement between energy expenditure, in other words, stress, and energy renewal. In other words, recovery, which we term oscillation. In the living laboratory of sports, we learned that the real enemy of high performance is not stress, which paradoxical as it may seem, is actually the stimulus for growth. Rather, the problem is the absence of disciplined intermittent recovery. Chronic stress without recovery depletes energy reserves, leads to burnout and breakdown, and ultimately undermines performance. Rituals that promote oscillation then, rhythmic stress and recovery, are the second component of high performance. Repeated regularly, these highly precise, consciously developed routines become automatic over time. Again, let me highlight this. Oscillation is the balance between one's exposure to stress and experience of rest. The problem, again, is not the stress in the first hand. It's not about long exposure to stress. We're capable of those things. Stress is actually good. That's actually what stimulates growth in our lives. The problem, though, is when we are experiencing a level of stress and not then balancing the same amount of rest. Let's be, let's be real. Life is messy. It's demanding at times, and sometimes it's just downright hard. It's okay, though, to not be perfect and not have it all together. Remember to stop comparing yourself to others because there's a lot you don't see. No one's life is social media perfect. That's just the highlight reel for the good things. But remember this, my friends. You are loved, you are special, and no one in the world can take your place. You need to take care of you in order to take care of everyone else in your life. One verse I'll leave you with, Matthew 11. Verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. 
My friends, I know we chase after so many things. We go after perfectionistic tendencies. We want to do and be more for everybody in our life. We just want to give, 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 but we have to be able and willing to receive as well. All of the things that we chase after in this world, the dreams, the aspirations, the goals, guess what? We don't take anything, we don't take any of them with us up to heaven. My prayer for each and every one of you is that you would start to view things. Yes, it's important to work hard. Yes, it's important to provide. Yes, it's important to be intentional about those things and invest in the future for yourself and for your family. Of course, I'm not saying don't work hard, but what I am saying is start viewing those things as what they are, temporal, and help you to understand then that we need to set our eyes on the eternal. We need to invite God into the midst of our lives. Remember this, peace is not a perspective. Peace is actually a person. It's found right there in that verse. Come to me. Jesus is speaking here. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. My prayer today is that you would find your rest in his presence. Friends, as always, thank you so much for joining us. We love being a part of your life. We hope to see you right back here next week on the Built Different Podcast.